ladies, welcome to the Created Woman Podcast, where faith meets fashion. This show is for dreamers, doers, and entrepreneurs, and of course, fashionistas. I want to help you discover your God-sized dream and purpose, because as Created Women, we are called to create for the good of others. So let's take the journey together. This is the Created Woman Podcast, and I'm your host, Heather Frierson. It's Heather here, and I am so excited to be back in the saddle of podcasting. And well, I think it's safe to say that 2020 has not turned out the way we thought it would. And I'm sure just like you, I had every intention of doing so many things this year, including podcasting more. But you know, life happened, COVID happened, and virtual school happened. You know exactly what I mean. And that's why today I want to talk for a few minutes about my favorite new word, pivot. And then I get to sit down with my friend, Bree Clark, who knows all about the word pivot because right in the middle of the pandemic, life took a big twist for her. And within two weeks, she picked up, moved to Idaho and became the lead news anchor of a local news station and is on the front lines of reporting all that's happening in the news today from riots to pandemic and all the in between. She's got a great story and I can't wait to share it with you. But first, let's talk about the word pivot for a moment. The word in general means to turn or to shift. In verb form, it means to turn on as if on a pivot. On Friday, March 13th, the day my daughter came home from school, on the day that was supposed to be the beginning of her spring break, what I didn't know was that not only was I going to have to pivot, but the whole world was going to have to pivot in a major way. There was no way for me to know on that Friday afternoon how different life would look just six months later, but pretty quickly... I was reminded about the words God spoke to me at the beginning of the year, three words to be exact, rest, ride, and watch. Now, normally I don't share a lot about what God is doing in my personal life in the moment it's happening, except with a few close friends. But this time I thought that maybe my journey over the past few months could encourage some of you too. You see, When I first heard those three words at the beginning of the year before lockdown, I thought, wow, I've got, I've worked so hard and now I get to ride the wave and take it easy. God is going to show up. I was so excited as you can imagine, but like the rest of you, I quickly learned I had to pivot the way I was thinking. Yes, there's been a lot of forced rest due to just having to stay at home, but that ride part, well, that's, that's been tricky. But here's what I want to encourage you with. We love to quote the verse in Isaiah about God doing a new thing, right? And we also love to say that God can take any situation and use it for his glory. That is, until we are in those situations. Well, here at Create a Woman, where we are on a mission to equip and empower you to be who God created you to be, I want to encourage you to pivot the way you thought about the former things. Isaiah 43 says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. This is a new season and God can and will use you right where you are. But in the process, we have to be willing to pivot. Pivot our hearts, our minds. Sometimes we have to pivot in our business. And sometimes we have to let go of something completely. So I want to encourage you to look at what's in your hand today something that you might need to pivot. Well, our guest today, Bree Clark, is going to tell us all about her pivot over the summer. So let's get to the show. Hey, Bree. 
Hi, Heather. How you doing? I'm good. I'm. I, we've already been chatting, and I'm so excited to have you for so many reasons. Because number one, this podcast wouldn't be here as as it is right now without you. So you were my podcast trainer. But there's so many other layers that I can't wait to get to in this show. Because a lot has happened during yeah. the summer, coronavirus, <laughs> all the things like the world did not stop spinning in your world. Yeah, no, it, it kind of went on fast forward all of a sudden. That's crazy. All right. So before we dive in, tell everybody who you are. Give them a little intro, a little bite of who you are. Yeah, just a little bite. Use my little news voice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm Brie Clark Williams. uh, And it's kind of funny because my TV name is Brie Clark. Um, All my friends know me as Brie Williams. And then all all of my official documents, it's Brie Clark Williams. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, what's your maiden name? What's your married name? Now I'm confused. My maiden name is, is Clark. Okay. My married married name is Williams. So yeah, so it's it's kind of funny. Um, and I actually didn't change it until uh, I was expecting with my son. And I was like, I should probably, you know, change it or put some hyphen in there or something. So, <laughs> so I know he is my child. Yeah. So everyone knows, <laughs> you know, my, yeah. little, my little bright tan baby. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, uh, I'm married. We've been married for almost eight years now. Um, we weren't high school sweethearts, but we, uh, we dated <laughs> um, after high school, but we were friends all through high school. And I tell people, yeah. I joke, I was like, he just wouldn't go away. Aww. So I married him. And um, <laughs> we have our little boy. He just turned three a couple of weeks ago, but he's giant. I mean, he's to my belly button. He mm. looks like he's a five-year-old. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. And so uh, he uh, he is like everything. We prayed so hard for him, thought we were not going to be able to have him, but we did. And so he is, he's everything for me. Mm -hmm. So. Well, I love it. So you mentioned that your TV name is Brie Clark. (laughs) So you have been in the TV business for how long? Oh my goodness. I started in the business. Oh my goodness. 10 years ago, um, I was still in college, actually, when I started in the business. Um, I uh, was interning at KPRC Channel 2 in Houston, and they had an associate uh, producer opening. And I thought, oh, you know, I'll just apply for it, like kind of as just like a shot in the dark, but didn't think I'd get it. And on my birthday, actually, the executive uh, producer called me and she says, hey, you got the job. You start Monday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Talk about news moving quickly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) And it was so funny because I just said yes without asking any questions. I was so excited. I didn't know how much I was going to get paid. I didn't know what my schedule was going to be. None of that. Um, And so I realized uh, I um, was going to be working the morning shift. And so I was still in college. So I would go to school during the day for most of the day. And I was taking like all these classes. I think I was taking 21 hours at the time. And so I was doing all these classes. And then in the morning from 2 a.m. to to 11 a.m., I did the morning show. And then my next class started 30 minutes after that. Oh my, so you would go from being on TV, a show, like the main, like main cast, newscaster in the field, right? No, no, no. I was producing at the time. So you were producing and then running the show and then going to sit in a desk. Yeah. (laughs) talk about wearing different hats and just having to pivot throughout the day. That is crazy. And did anybody in your class know what you were doing or your friends? 
Uh, some of them, not really. I just, I didn't have time, you know, um, and Tyler and I were dating at the time. And so he took up quite a bit of time too. I think maybe I got three <laughs> hours of sleep a night. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Okay. So I, I really want to get to this summer, but just to give everybody a history, you were in the business for eight years in Houston. Mm-hmm. And then where did you jump to? After so Houston. I, I, Actually, uh, so I bounced around quite a bit, which we news people do quite often. Yeah. So I was in um, I was in Houston doing associate producer. I graduated, left the business because I just I couldn't deal with the headlines. It was just mm-hmm. every day there were several murders, and we were picking between them. And I oh. said, "That's not how I want to live my life." Right. So I left the business. You were picking and between the murders. What murder yeah. story you were going to tell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't do this and do school and all of that. So I left, graduated, and went into PR, which is what a lot of news people do. They go into mm. PR. And I did that at a university in Beaumont, Texas for about oh, a year. Oh, that's right. I almost forgot that because that's where yeah. I'm from, Golden Triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was there. And it's funny because that I tell everybody that Beaumont, Texas was um, was where I learned a lot. I learned that my little bubble of what I grew up in wasn't what the world was like. Um, and that I learned how to be kind to people. You know, I learned that, you know, a small town, just, just how that works, you know? And so I was in uh, Beaumont for about a year and then my husband says, you know, you hate your job. And I was like, yeah, I, I pretty much hate it. Because I, I mean, it was an easy job. I was great at it, but it wasn't fast paced. It was just, I would get my job done in like two hours and then I had the rest of the day and so he's like you really need something else he was like why don't you you know try and start finding a new job again and I said I don't know I was like it can't be in a big city you know because I can't deal with the hard news right now yeah you know let's find somewhere small and we were watching Twilight and we saw all the beautiful you know mountains and stuff Mm -hmm. and we were like where is that and we found out it was in Oregon And so I said, okay, well, maybe I'll try and travel somewhere up there. And Idaho was uh, close by. And I said, well, Uh this is a smaller place. So (laughs) it'll be a smaller news, you know, place. And so I sent an uh, an application and my demo reel and everything. And a week later, the news director called me and said, hey, um, do you want to come out here? And I said, sure. You know, why not? you were in Beaumont. I was in Beaumont, Texas. From Beaumont, Texas to Idaho. Yes, to Idaho. <laughs> what culture shock was that? I it was <laughs> the, on so many levels. It was culture shock. Like I, I liked how small it was because it. I mean, it was smaller than Beaumont, but you know, still same feel and everything. There's a lot of farms, a lot of potatoes. Yeah. Um, and I think I walked around. Because Beaumont in that area, it's not, it's small, but not super small. And it's definitely yeah. not a farm. Yeah. And it's, so, it's diverse, you know, yeah. so Beaumont's diverse. I yeah. went two weeks here without seeing another person of color. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, where, where are they? Yeah. I was like, where, where are they hiding? Um, <laughs> eventually they found me. But <laughs> okay. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. And so I was here for two years and I loved every minute of it. My husband and I actually, uh, he stayed in uh, Houston because he couldn't really find work here. So he stayed in Houston while I was here in Idaho. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just kind of every, you know, 
two months, we'd see each other. And we were newlyweds at the time. We'd only been married for about a year. Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's how we spent, spent wow. you know, our honeymoon years is traveling back and forth. But I think it taught us both, you know, independence and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So then you come to Austin. And yeah. when and all of that, did you get pregnant and have a baby and decide, yeah, I have to transition. I'm a mom now. This season has to look different. Yeah. Well, actually, so so I came to Austin and we uh, tried and we did have a son, but we lost him. Mm. Um, and that was just horrific. It was unexpected. We didn't even know what I was expecting. And uh, it was it was hard because there were yeah. several surgeries involved and all of that. Oh. And they just, the doctors told me, you're not going to be able to have, you know, if you try again, you're not going to make it. Um, and your baby's not going to make it. Yes. Mm. And your baby's definitely not going to make it. So I had to learn how to walk again, all those things. And, and in the process, as soon as I got off of, uh, recovery, I had a station in Washington state call me and say, Hey, do you want to come and work for us? Um, and I said, sure, you know, I needed a change of pace. So I went to Washington, mm-hmm. worked there for a little while. And that's when I really had the desire to try again. You know, I had um, a lot of people in Austin that I was still connected with. I actually had a had a woman and her husband that we became friends with and they had gone through something similar and they just prayed with us. And she had started trying to have, a, have another child. And she said, you know, it's okay if you want to try again, you know, just because the doctor said it's not going to work out doesn't mean, you know, that, yeah. that that's the final say. And so my husband yeah. and I prayed about it and we decided to try and we were expecting with my son. And as soon as I found out I was expecting with him, I said, you know, I, I can't go knocking on strangers doors and things like that. Mm. And so we moved back to Austin um, to settle and, and have our life there. Um, but it was a really hard transition because I went from running all day to being very great, you know, at my job, to having a deadline, to having something to just show for my day at the end of the day to, I have this tiny human that always needs something and Mm -hmm. it never, there's, it's, there's no, you know, measure of success. (laughs) Oh yeah. So you're so, alive. Yeah, so, He's alive. That's a great success. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, you go to sleep and you start it again, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think about a year into it, you know, my husband said, you need to find something to do. And I said, uh, what am I going to do? You know, I'm, I'm a mom all day long. And then I'm mm-hmm. a wife when you get home and we have this huge house that needs to be clean. And he says, well, you know, just, you know, talk to your different friends. A lot of people have been asking you, you know, if you know how to do vlogs or podcasts and stuff like that. And I said, I don't know how to do that. I was a news person, not that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think it's it's similar, Brady. You just look into it. And so I let that, you know, idea kind of just roll around in my head. And then finally, uh, one of the assistant pastors at my church said, hey, we're starting a podcast and I want you to help me. And I had never really met her before. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I really want you to help me. And I was like, why me? And she says, well, I've heard that you've done TV and stuff. And, you know, after talking to you, I really think that you can do it. And she wouldn't take no for an answer. And so. And this I is said, Corey, okay. right? Yeah. Corey Sullivan. Yeah. And so I, I went home and, uh, 
started looking through some of my old books from college and started looking online and started realizing all of the similarities between the two. And I said, okay, well, well, let's try, let's start. And so for about seven months, she and I met um, to, to try and start and launch this podcast. And then eventually, you know, leadership just kind of decided they wanted to go a different direction. But in the process, mm-hmm. my business was born. You know, mm-hmm. she told me, she says, hey, you know, I went on Heather's show. You should talk to her and see. And it's so funny. I thought, she no, she needs someone else. So we, you and I had a conversation and okay. you said, yes. <laughs> that conversation though was hilarious. And so before we, <laughs> so in the, this process, cause we've touched on a lot and yeah. I, I kind of want to, you know, dissect a little bit of it. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to know when you went through the loss of your first son, how your faith shifted. Yeah. And then I, and then I want to talk about how you even came to the event where we met, which is a creative woman event, gather her yeah. and how we started working together, which is just a tiny bit of your story. Because really I, the big story that I want to get to is how this whole season you've, can, what I hear is that you continue just to say yes in God, where God has taken you in each season. Yeah. But when that all happened, when you're in Washington, how was your faith rocked or, or yeah. solidified? So it's odd because I feel like it was solidified, you know, I, so when we lost, we named him Jason. So when we not lost Jason, it's weird because the whole time, like I wanted to grieve, I wanted to cry, I wanted to be angry, but I couldn't. Um, I just kept, God just kept saying, I'm here, you know, I'm here. Like, I know this heart, this is hard and I'm here. And I kept saying, you know, I don't understand this. I don't like this, but I'm not in control, um, which is odd because I'm a very in control type of person. You know, I, I want to be in control of things. But at the time, I just kept feeling him say, it's it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I have a plan. It's going to be okay. And I my mind couldn't even go to the natural thing, which is how could this possibly be a part of your plan? Like yeah. I, I couldn't go there. Because um, you weren't I able remember, to walk at the end of it? Yeah, I was able to walk, you know, I was able to go to the restroom by myself and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was kind of, it was miraculous because uh, the doctors just during the second surgery thought that I was going to die. You know, they just, they just were normal, not normal. Mm -hmm. Nothing's normal when you have a miscarriage. This wasn't like, oh, I didn't know I was pregnant and we had a miscarriage. This was very intense. Yeah, it was very threatening. Yeah. Yeah. It was, we have to rush you in and get you into surgery mm-hmm. and check you every couple of weeks after that to make sure your hormone levels are dropping to they're not dropping something's wrong to yeah. you're fine. And then me going home and just waking up in the worst pain I've ever felt um, and, and literally dying, you know, the, yeah. the paramedics came to our home and I had no more blood in my body. Like my blood pressure was super low wow. and miraculously I woke up, you know, I woke up in the hospital wow. and started talking to the doctor and he's like, we have to give you, get you into surgery. Now I had five, uh, blood transfusions. Um, that's how much blood I lost. Um, and all during that time, I just kept, feeling God say, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And that was all that I could hold on to. I couldn't focus on anything else. So, yeah. And so as you get close to this couple in Washington and they're praying for you and they're saying yeah. that this is not the final. Yeah. And you have the words that the Lord has said, has been sp- speaking to you. It's going to be okay. What are you thinking? So it's funny because uh, if we're talking about my job, I think my job helped me not focus mm. on everything. Sure. You know, be, yeah, being in the news, it just kind of helped me focus on something else. Yeah, you and, have a lot of stories to tell. Yeah. And so the only chance that I had to focus on something else was people praying for me and, and me realizing I'm still here. You know, mm-hmm. it could have been different. I'm still here. And, and if that can be different, if, if I could beat those odds, who's to say that I can't have right. a child? Um, and so, yeah, that couple prayed for, for us from Austin. We had many conversations with them on the phone and FaceTime and stuff. And finally, you know, when we, when we had our son, you know, they weren't surprised. And they also weren't surprised when we told them we were moving back, you know, yeah. so... So yeah, we were, I mean, and they, and there's still a close couple that we, we okay. have with us. Uh, they're Candace and Jamie, that's their name. And, yeah. and our boys who are both miracle, like our boys are miracle children mm. are the best of friends. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. So it makes me believe that you might be in Austin again one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Okay, so you're in Austin, this couple is here and it was at Candace that brought you to our event. How? Because I want to kind of get in how we worked together, but you came to our event and you said you were listening to the podcast that Corey and I did. And what I Mm -hmm. remember the first time I met you, because it made me laugh and still makes me laugh, is that you came up to me and you're like, hi, it was Bree. I think you introduced yourself. She's like, I was listening to the podcast because I'm helping Corey. She's like, but this is your exact words, but I took more notes on you. Oh my gosh. I don't remember that. <laughs> I said, okay, that's great. I mean, I was new to podcasting. I didn't know what I didn't know. And I knew that I'm so not like, I'm great. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I'm surprised you said, yes, let's work. Let's work you did. You said, you said, you said, do you want to have coffee? I was like, Sure. Why don't you send me an email? Let me think. Cause it was right in the middle of everything. And you did and we met for coffee and you just shared your list with me. <laughs> of all the things that I could do better. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was so great. Funny. And I kept laughing. And I remember you saying, I don't know what your laugh means. So I don't know if you're upset. <laughs> well, it's funny because I think it's funny because you took away from that, that conversation, something, I think we were both experiencing two completely different things because I was trying to talk as fast as I could so that Uh I wouldn't chicken out. Um, because everyone's telling me you need to talk to Heather. You need to talk to Heather. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I was like, okay, fine. You know? And I thought it was going to be really quick. I thought you were going to be like, oh yeah, okay, sure. And then that was going to be the end of it. (laughs) And you said, yeah, okay, email me and let's, let's schedule a time. And I immediately wanted to throw up. <laughs> like I immediately wanted to throw up. And so I, I went home. And why? Because this was a new business venture for yeah, you? Yeah. Cause it was You're a like, new oh, this business. This is real. Yeah. It was to help new. somebody. 
Yeah, it was new. <laughs> and I had thought that I was just done, that mm. being a mom was just what it was going to be for me. And that was it. And now, now I'm seeing that that was a silly thought. Like, why would you ever think that? Well, um, I think a lot of moms think that, especially the first yeah. year or two. You're like, what happened to me? Yeah. And we go through yeah. that season. So it's totally understandable. Yeah. 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 And so it was, yeah. And so you said yes. And then literally, so you were my first client and you turned into, I thought it was going to be maybe one other client after that. You turned into six more people. Awesome. And so, yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, okay. God will, if this is the direction you want us to go in, like literally he started my business Yeah, and everything fell into place. So organically, you know? Yeah. What I, I think is so know. beautiful, which which I love about your story and that I want women to hear, is just when we think something is over or we're stuck in this in-between, there is something to do in the in-between, whether it's with your kids, with your business. God never wastes anything. And although you never knew, like right now, just to give let everybody know, you are the lead anchor in Idaho at a new station. You yeah. did not know that even six months ago, but you yeah. took hold of that in between. You said, what are my gifts and talents? How can I use them with your husband's encouragement, your friends, and you listen to wise wisdom around you. Yeah. And you, again, like I heard you say earlier when you were in college, when the news station app called you, you just said yes. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's beautiful that you, you steward. I see that you have steward each season well. Yeah. And it's funny because hearing you say that, it's it's it still feels weird. Just because I knew like the feeling, and I guess like that's what I want women to know as well. Like inside, everything was saying, "No, you can't do this. Don't do this. This you're you're done. This is over. This is hard. You can't keep going." And I just. I just kind of just would, God didn't make it to where I could say no. Like even mm-hmm. with this, you know, coming here to Idaho to, to anchor the show, um, I thought my business was what it was going to be. You yeah. know, we were going to be in Austin and, and that's where we were going to be. And, and this was my new endeavor. And I was going to, and I dived into it because I said, okay, God, if this is what you want me to do, all right. And it's funny because I always think that every step that he takes me is the final destination and it mm-hmm. never is. Yeah. And so he takes me there and I dive into it and, and I, you know, I, I say, okay, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You're just going to have to do it. And every time I think that that's the end point, he calls me and he says, Hey, you're going to go somewhere else now. Yeah. And, and so it was funny. I was in the middle of editing a show when the general manager for my station called and he said, Hey Brie, you know, I don't, I don't know if you remember me. And I'm like, how, how the hell could I not remember you? <laughs> that was two years ago. Who are yeah. you again? I mean, like, come yeah. on. <laughs> and so, well, no, it, it had been a while, you know, oh, okay. it, it's been like five years, 2013 oh, okay. was when I was we just zoomed through those years. So yes, I did. Yeah, I yeah. did. And so he called and he says, Hey, you know, Carol is, you know, our lead anchor is retiring. Would you be interested in taking her spot? And my husband and I had joked about this in the past that if they ever called me up and say no, because our home was in Austin now. Uh-huh. So he asked me that and I could not form any other words than let me talk to my husband and let me see. 
And those are the only words. I couldn't say yes. I couldn't say no. I couldn't. All I could say was, you know, well, let me talk to Tyler and let's see. And I just knew, I was like, well, he'll say no for me. I won't have to say no. He'll say no for me. So I walk, I wait for him to get done with his day. And I said, hey, you know, Monty called me and said, Carol's retiring. And he said, oh, and I thought it was going to be, well, oh, well, no, Brie, we can't do that. We can't just uproot our lives. Instead, it was, okay, let's see if we can make it work. And I was like, oh. And the whole weekend, we just went back and forth about the pros and the cons and, and if we could do it and what, what happens if the worst case scenario happened, if he couldn't keep his job, if we didn't sell our home, if we have to keep our home, all those types of things. So, so just and, to give context. Yeah. So that people understand how serious this is. Yeah. What month in the year 2020 is this <laughs> when they're in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah, this was July. So pandemic, yeah. Yeah. riots, people yes. losing their jobs. Yeah. People, so many things. Yeah. You're like, huh, let's move. Yeah. Yeah. Across the country. Across the country. It takes two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Because that's big. Where normally yeah. people are, you know, frozen right now. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get back to normal. And there was a season, I remember talking to you a couple of days that, you know, you were having a rough patch as we all had different uh, moments. I had one this morning, (laughs) let's just be honest, you know, and then you're saying, oh, God's doing something. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies, we've been talking a lot about pivots so much that I had to stop and tell you how we have pivoted over here at Created Woman. When we had to stop meeting face-to-face at our monthly events, we saw the opportunity to launch something we had been dreaming about since May 2019. We had the time and we had the passion to just go for it and we did. Since we couldn't get together to do faith and fashion, we decided to bring it to your door. So I would like to take this moment to introduce to you our new faith and fashion subscription box. Yay! Each box is designed and curated to help you get out of the box. Each month, you will receive an exclusive box just for subscribers that features an original seven to eight day devotional written by the CW family and a curated fashion piece that highlights a women-owned business, along with some awesome coupons and a monthly prayer card. Here's the truth, friends. When God tells you to go, sometimes it's scary and we become paralyzed with fear. Well, this is where the box comes in and it helps you, say it with me, get out of the box. Now, if you're someone who just wants the book, but not the fashion, we have a book club subscription just for you featuring the same devotional, but here's where it gets good. We all need a tribe to help us get out of the box and actually do the things God is asking us to do. So twice a month, we will gather online for a virtual club to to discuss what we are seeing and hearing, not listen to a speaker or join another online conference, but actually have a discussion with each other led by one of the CW writers that are featured in the devotional. It's going to be fun, ladies, and we can't wait to see your faces again. So subscribe to one of our two new subscriptions, either the Faith and Fashion Box or the Book Club, and together, let's pivot and get out of the box. 
it's it's interesting because right before that phone call, I think is when we had our phone call. Mm. Um, and I've had so many moments. I mean, I've I've battled depression my whole life, mm. and there's been so many moments where I've just been like, no, this is it. Like this is I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like I just I can't. And every time. God lets me have what I like to call a fit. I mean, it's more serious than that, but I call it a fit. Yeah. And um, and then he comes back and he's like, all right, let's 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 talk through this. And he gives me that grace to get back to normal, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had been having multiple fits before this call. And it was like, in a moment, a light, the, the light switch changed. And it was like, Hey, I know that you've been having your tantrums and you've been saying, I'm not, you don't know what I'm doing. You don't know where I'm going. God, where are you? And here I am. I've been doing this the whole time. Mm. And it's funny because every job that I have, and I tell people this, every job that I have, even, you know, the part-time jobs that I had in college have prepared me Mm. for my job in news. And every person that I've come across has prepared me for a person that I've had to interview or work with or meet in, in my journey. There's never been a wasted moment, even when I thought that they were frivolous. Give, give us an example. Like, what do you mean? Like, where, where's a moment that you interviewed someone even recently that you're like, oh, this, yeah. 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 Um, so I, I've had yesterday, actually. Um, so we, uh, some of the schools are reopening. And the colleges are reopening. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to ask questions of them of how they're preparing and different scenarios, you know, hypotheticals, because in Beaumont, Texas, the college I did PR for, I also was an English teacher for. And so I know how that whole system works mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been times where, you know, the Idaho National Laboratory is here. And there's been times where I've had to talk to scientists and stuff. Mm -hmm. And many people are a little intimidated to ask them to dumb down what they're saying. But my dad has worked in the nuclear industry my whole life. And so that was our dinner conversations. Wow. And so I would go back to conversations that I would have with him and the questions that I would ask when I didn't understand. And I would use those now and say, hey, Mm -hmm. look. The people at home are not going to know what you're talking about. Can you just, can, can right. we back up? Draw me a picture. <laughs> yeah. Cause we don't know. And so, yeah. And so those, just those moments, every moment it's, it's like, I'm constantly having deja vu moments as I go through yeah. my life. Yeah. So what a season to be in news. Yeah. I mean, first we're, as you were sitting on the sidelines, watching pandemic riots, all those play out was there an itch in you like I want to be on that forefront again yeah there was actually a little bit of both there was Mm. a I'm so glad that I'm able to feel Mm. moments oh you know because in news you kind of have to stuff some of that stuff down sure um and you have to like be unbiased which there's there's no way you know we're all human there's just no way and constantly seeing people who look like me yeah. die mm-hmm. on camera in such a public way, in the past, I would always just have to, you know, gloss over it and just not. But I really liked that I wasn't in the news so that I can kind of feel the magnitude of what happened with George Floyd and, and Brianna yeah. James and, and all of them and, and 
allow myself to kind of speak out right. and say, hey, you know, this is how I'm feeling. Um, but there was also a part of me that wanted to be able to have those conversations in the newsrooms mm. and say, you can't expect our, you know, journalists not to feel one way or another when it comes to this. Um, and you should probably check in on them and say, how are you feeling mm. after seeing that video? How do, do we- you do that in the news? Yeah. Like when you see yeah. it, you yeah. see a shooting, you get the report that maybe is fresh and new. Yeah. And then you're on in five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Um, and I think we've seen this with a lot of journalists, especially the journalists of color. Mm-hmm. I, well, I won't just say journalists of color. I think a lot of people have been able to speak out a little bit more than they were allowed to back when it was, you know, Trayvon Martin, you know, mm-hmm. um, during that time. I think they're allowed to say a little bit more and ingest a little bit of their opinion uh, where where there was no space for that before. Yeah. Um, and I'll have, you know, people ask me now, you know, what do you think about this? Or can you help me understand the anger, you know, around this particular part of this. And I think that that's not something that was really there before. Mm-hmm. Um, People in I the think, newsroom asking you yeah, or outside? Both actually, okay. you know, both actually. Um, and just people being, you know, more aware that yeah. I may feel a certain way, um, one way or the other. Um, and I think before I just didn't feel like I had permission to feel anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that that that's a big difference is now it's like, no, I, I can be angry. Um, or I can say, you know, uh, I, I, I don't completely understand that even though yeah. I am a person of color, you know, so I'm, I'm able to, to kind of feel those things more right. than I was before. Do have you had a moment in Idaho yeah. where you're in front of the camera, where you have allowed yourself, whether it's a facial expression, mm-hmm. words, if it, ha- where you've been able to sh- express that? And if so, how? Yeah. Not, not yet. I mean, cause I've only been here <laughs> for about, <laughs> what, four weeks. I think we're going to our fourth week. You're still so, in the dream state. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also still, I mean, they've, oh goodness. They, I've been in, oh goodness. I hit the ground running. Like as soon yeah. as I got here, they're like, here you go. Here's your story. Um, and we've been following a big story here. Uh, the oh. missing, you know, Rexburg children, um, Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell, um, their like children that's who, happening there, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I've been covering, you know, their, that's their court hard. proceedings. And so that's just been, that's been taking up most of my yeah. time. Yeah. So he, here's what, you know, when we talk about faith and work and as Christians, we should be in every, I feel like, and I think a lot of people feel the same way that as Christians, we should not be in a bubble. We should be in the workplace. We should be the mm-hmm. leaders, the CEO, we talk about being having a seat at the table, but we can't have a seat at the table unless we're actually in the world, not of the world, but in it, right? Yeah. So how do you balance your faith and work, especially yeah. as a media? Because, you know, during all of this, the media has taken a hit, you yeah. know? And so how do you as a believer hold up the integrity of your faith and the integrity of of being a news anchor and in the media because it's so important. So how do you, there's a tension between the two. So how do you handle that tension? Yeah. Um, Luckily, because I'm in Idaho, 
it's a smaller place. Mm -hmm. I don't have to fight between those two as much. Um, I'm able to wear my cross on air. Um, And I've had many people who have emailed me and have seen it and said, you know, oh, I didn't realize that you were a Christian and I didn't realize that there were Christians in your industry. And that has given me a moment, uh, an opportunity to open up and say, yeah, there's, there's actually, you know, there's not a lot of us, but there, <laughs> there, are, there, you know, there's some of us that are here and, you know, we see stories, we see what's happening and we, we pray, you know, in those yeah. moments, yeah. you know, during the commercial breaks or while the story is happening, I might be praying right in that moment um, about whatever is happening. And I, I mean, I don't have to speak out loud. I can just sit there and just ask God to move or ask him, you know, what should my next words or my next steps be mm. um, in response to what's happening. And I I very much let him guide me in my position because um, because it's hard. You know, there's there's times where you are asked to do things that might go against your faith. And luckily, every single time, either God has been able to remove me from the situation completely, or he's been able to allow me to speak truth while still abiding by the 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 rules that are set in place for me, you know? I was actually going to ask you that because I don't think it just happens in media. I think whether we, whatever workplace we're in, it, it could even happen in a church environment or ministry environment that you might be asked to do something. I think it's just more relevant, maybe not relevant to what we're talking to, that there's something you have to report on that doesn't line up or, you know, isn't true, or you have this like, I don't think that's right. So I I love how just you being faithful that God, he's always going to give you a way out. Yeah. Yeah. A way out or a way through, you know, Mm -hmm. let's say I still have to do that. You know, I still have to do it somehow. He always finds a way to yeah. to to burst in some kind of, kind of way um i mean there have been i remember one one big story that i i didn't want to do here um it had a lot to do with race mm-hmm. and it was when i was first here and i said you know i don't know if i'm the person that should do this story i don't know if it's going to be received well if i'm the one who do, does this story mm-hmm. and i was really scared at first to say something to our producers and and i remember god nudging me and just say speak what you're you're, what you're concerned about but do it in kindness be gentle mm-hmm. with your words don't say no i don't want to do this and you don't understand my history and all that kind of stuff he said just okay. just be gentle and say these are my concerns. You don't always have to be forceful to get your way. Mm. And I, uh, I did that. I said, you know, these are my concerns. And, you know, if you all still want me to do it, we'll see. But I just, these are the concerns I had. And I felt God just opened their hearts and they heard me wow. and they said, you know what? We didn't actually consider that. And so now we'll have this person do it instead. That's so good. Yeah. Such, so brave and bold. I think, I feel like we can, get so nervous and just hide and don't see change because we were too scared to say anything. Yeah. 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 I love that. So what do you see going forward as you have this new position, you are in a season where things are unfolding constantly. We don't even know what's happening tomorrow in 2020. I mean, Lord only knows what's happening. How do you see the Lord positioning you for such a time as this? Yeah. You know, I really think that 
so my with my job, it's more of a mentorship as well. You know, we have a lot of young reporters who are fresh out of college that come to our station. And I feel like a lot of what he had me do with my clients when I was consulting is what he's going to have me do with some of these. Because I felt like there was a lot of times where I was just a support system, not necessarily just this is how you do this. This is like you can do this. You have a voice and and this is how you can use your voice, you know, to, to spread light in the world. Um, and I feel like he's going to do that here as well. Just give me that opportunity to, to speak to these young people who, I mean, this is a hard business to jump in, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Um, and you don't know what you're signing up for and, you know, merges don't happen here every day, but when they do that, that can be hard. And I think me being here he's going to help me help them through those things, Mm. help them, me check in with them, help me give that, that mental health aspect that isn't there. No one trains you for that stuff, you know, to, to deal with all of the, the PTSD that you might deal with, with, with having to cover some of these things. And so, um, I really hope that he uses me in that way. That's amazing. So for the women that are listening are men, what are some of the things in this past year, when you look back in hindsight, mm-hmm. that you've seen tr- to be true about God in this season that we are all living in? What are the yeah. things that you've seen to be true? He's faithful, even when I'm not faithful. Mm. Um, there were many times where, you know, I mean, we talk about me being faithful, but but to be honest, there were times where I was just like, God, I don't know what you're doing and I don't want to have anything to do with it, you know? Mm. and. And instead of, you know, punishing me, you know, or taking his blessings away, he just continued. Mm. He continued and he's, he's always continued. He's always done that. I've seen that in my life a lot, especially now. He's just like, Hey, you know, you told me you didn't know what I was doing and that I didn't care about you and I didn't love you. That didn't change the fact that I was going to show you that, you know, um, I mean, there, I didn't think, you know, I was scared to We talk about dreams and I had stopped dreaming, you know, mm-hmm. I was just like, I, I can't really dream. I'm just going to let you tell me what to do. And in this business, this is what you want. Okay. It wasn't my dream, but I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, no, there's a little small dream in there that you haven't even told anyone, you know, um, I thought anchoring wasn't going to happen, especially for someone who looked like me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we don't get those spots very often. Right. Um, and it's never the main spot, you know, usually, hmm. especially in a, in a place like this. Um, wow. But, but he made a way, you know, it had been years, you know, yeah. there were so many other people that I thought would get this position that I didn't even think about it. And to have someone call me up and say, hey, I want to give it to you. Even when I had been throwing my fits and saying, God, you don't care about me he still did what he promised me he would do. Yeah. You're trailblazing. Yeah. (laughs) He's allowing you to trailblaze. Yeah, absolutely. What do you see in the future? Oh my goodness. See, and that's always the thing. I never know. I got to the point, (laughs) my husband and I were were joking the other day. We said we should probably not buy a house anymore because every time we start planning on buying a house or we buy a house, God moves us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so he's like, yeah, no, you're not staying there. You're going to go somewhere else. Mm. And so uh, we've just decided that 
you know, we'll, we'll just speak things out and see what happens Yeah, rather than trying to, to plan Plan out. Yeah. What it's going to look like here because that that. can change. Um, and I've learned that his plans are greater than mine, you know? Yeah. I love it. Well, what I keep hearing over and over is that you just kept saying yes. Yeah. And you, you pivot and that's, you know, you're faithful for where you, where you are, you know, and I love it. So when you are in like national news, I just want you to remember (laughs) who your first client was. <laughs> and maybe then you'll have to call me again and yeah. say, I want to interview you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, you are on my list. And any opportunity I get, yeah, you're getting a phone call. <laughs> There's this girl named Heather in Austin. She <laughs> Yeah. I think she'd yeah. be perfect for this. <laughs> So, hey, your Instagram, because you were popping your Instagram, you know, before you left, where can people follow you? And are you still, I haven't seen much lately, but that doesn't mean anything because I've been in summer mode with kids. (laughs) It's been crazy. But where can people follow you on Instagram and what are you sharing on there now? Yeah. So Instagram has been a little slow here (laughs) in, uh, here in Idaho, everybody's on Facebook. You know, everybody's oh. doing Facebook. So is that where we and can so, find you? Yeah. And so I push, a, I'm pushing a lot more things on Facebook, but I'll, I'll get a creative way of more of my behind the scenes stuff is what you're going to see on Instagram. Yeah. So, so if you want, you want the unfiltered Brie Instagram. I want where. the unfiltered. Yeah. So because yeah. I haven't gotten my Tuesday podcast tips lately. Yeah. Yeah. That's over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So actually that's those okay. are kind of over. Yeah. The Tuesday tips. Yeah. They were so good. Yeah. Next season. Yeah. Yeah. So everything that's there, and it's funny because I've gotten so many out so quickly. Um, I think there's about 25 entries um, of Tuesday tips that we did. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's, I've been looking at others and they don't have quite as many, you know, they have longer articles, but it's not, it's not 25. So if you're looking for some things, they're there. Yeah. Um, what, what's your handle? I didn't, we, we skipped over it. Brie Clark TV at Brie Clark TV. And that's okay. for all okay. of my social media things. So Facebook um, and everything. Yeah. Facebook and everything at Brie Clark. Brie with one E. So B-R-E Clark, C-L-A-R-K TV. Um, that's where you can find all of my stuff. Can and, we see um, any live broadcasting from Idaho, like on Facebook? No. Uh, well, yeah, you can see some of their stuff on their Facebook page, but they also have their app where you can actually oh. tune in and see the live stream. Because we might need to um, see you in action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can, yeah, you can check it out there. And it's, uh, yeah, there's an app and you can live stream. It's like in the left-hand toolbar. You'll see KIFI live stream or KIDK live stream because um, okay. we have two channels. Uh, well, we actually have three. So, um, well, you'll send me all the links and we'll put them in the show. Yeah, I'll send you all the things, all the things we can find you. Okay. You know, you can't, I can't let you go without asking you about fashion. Yeah. First, has fashion dramatically changed? Yes. Oh my goodness. So I don't know if you have time for this, but this has been great because I had, so talk about being faithful. All of my blazers, I had so many reporter clothes (laughs) that, um, like they take up like 20 wardrobe boxes. That's how much oh I gosh. had. And when I was expecting, I considered actually just giving them all away. Mm. I was like, I'm never really going to be on TV again. I just don't Can you imagine if you did. 
Yeah. And my husband actually was like, well, you know, maybe you want to keep them. You should keep them. And I'm like, they're taking up so much space. And so they just traveled from place to place with us. Yeah. And some of it I couldn't fit. And I'm starting to actually fit a lot of those things again. Yeah. So um, my blazers, I love my blazers. Um, (laughs) Calvin Klein has the best blazers. Really? Um, Yeah. Calvin Klein. Okay. I'm writing that down. Yeah. Calvin Klein and Inc. And I just find that's, those are usually the brands that I go to. Um, and it's funny because you can find it on sale at, at mm-hmm. every once in a while. Don't get, as soon as the new stuff come out, comes out, don't get it. Wait. <laughs> that's a real and, shopper right there. Yeah. They make their way to the clearance rack and you go from a hundred dollar jacket to like a $25 jacket instead, you know, Marie so. was going to give us Tuesday yeah. tips and fashion right here. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I like love it. I That's love awesome. it. And so, especially here, because, you know, people don't have to wear fancy things. I mean, you don't wear a blazer on the farm. Yeah. And so a lot of those things get marked down quick here. And oh. so I, yeah, I hit up that clearance aisle. There you go. That's true. Hey, are you living on the farm? Like, what do you see when you look out your window? Oh my goodness. It's funny. I could actually show you. We are actually in a new construction, which is right behind a farm. Um, there's goats and stuff behind us and a broken rooster because it crows at the wrong time. Like the sun's up and I don't hear it. But then it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, and I'm like, it's no, we've been awake. We've been awake. You're 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 a lazy crow. (laughs) You're going to have to send us some pictures so we can share that on Instagram. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of goats and stuff behind us, and it's just open. The grass is beautiful here. It just blows in the wind. (laughs) That's awesome. So yeah. Well, I love your Tuesday fashion tips because today is actually Tuesday. We're recording. Yeah. Right. Am I off? Am I off my day? No, no. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, we gotta just everybody's gonna follow you, and I'm sure that in a year from now we're gonna have to have you back because I bet that you might be in a different season or doing something more where you are. And we're just going to have to catch up with you. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Yeah. I'm always down for it. I love it. Thanks for joining us. Well, that's our show today. And I know you loved hearing Bree's story. She is so fascinating. And I pray that it inspired you to pivot and lean into what God is doing in this season. Next up is Amy Westbrook, who is a former, yes, former paraplegic, who shares her story and how we can all get unstuck from those things in our life that leave us paralyzed. And hey, if you're using this time to work out from home, check out Verve Fitwear and use the code HEATHER30 for 30% off so that you can sweat and look cute. Check out all the links of the show in our show notes from how to follow Brie to how to subscribe to our Faith and Fashion Box. Thanks for joining me today, and we'll see you online for our book club launching September 17th. Until then, have a fabulous week.